there are no right steps. There's no right choices. There's no one thing that's going to, you know, get you exactly to where you want to be. There's always going to be room to improve. And I think that this is something that a lot of people need to learn. Like, we're so afraid of making the wrong choice or taking the wrong step that we overthink ourselves into an action and then we end up doing nothing or we end up trying to do everything and burning ourselves out in the process. Welcome to the Edge of Everything podcast. If you're an ambitious soul who's ready to master your mindset, become your best self and manifest your dream life, then you are in the right place. Thank you for being here and let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Edge of Everything podcast. If you're an ambitious soul who's ready to master your mindset, become your best self, and manifest your dream life, then you are in the right place. Thank you for being here and let's get into the episode. Hi, and welcome back to the Edge of Everything podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host, Autumn, and I'm so excited to have you here with us this week. This week's episode, we're going to talk about overthinking because if there's one thing I'm going to do, it's overthink. I am the queen of overthinking, analysis paralysis, anxiety, you name it. I can literally sit here and overthink all day if I let myself. And I know that a lot of other people are experts at overthinking as well. So I wanted to talk with you about this today because it's been a really big theme in my life the past few weeks. Um, I feel like a lot of the I feel like a lot of the problems that I experience in my life and in my business are caused by overthinking and the need to control, to know what's going to happen, how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, and trying to predict outcomes when the reality is that I really can't do any of those things. I have no control. I can't predict anything. All I can do is make choices and experience the outcomes that result from those choices and then continue to make better choices in the future. So this episode will probably be super quick. I'm not here to ramble at you today or to give you a whole bunch of to-dos, but I really just wanted to have a conversation with you about my own experience with overthinking and how you can kind of get out of that analysis paralysis, stop the overthinking, stop the overthinking and actually start moving in the direction that you want to go in and build a little bit more trust and confidence within yourself. So like I said, I'm the queen of overthinking. Growing up, I was always used to overthinking and overanalyzing everything about myself. I grew up struggling with body image issues and I don't even want to say being overweight because I honestly wasn't overweight growing up. Um, I was told that I was, and so I had the perception that I was, but looking back on old pictures, I wasn't, and this is a whole conversation for another time. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of body image issues and that's kind of how my anxiety first presented itself because I was fearful of the way that I looked and it made me, you know, anxious about the way that I was being perceived by others and the world around me. And I am a black woman and I grew up in predominantly white institutions. I went to private school my entire life and I was always different than everyone else. If it wasn't my skin color, it was my body. If it wasn't my body, it was the friends that I hung out with. It was overwhelming for me to grow up and always feel like I had to pick myself apart in order to fit in. And I think that I developed this overthinking 
and anxiety and analysis paralysis as a way to protect myself. And I think that a lot of us do this to protect ourselves because we want to know what's going to happen, how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen. We like to have this sense of control over our lives and over the way that we're being perceived by other people. But one of the biggest things that I've learned throughout my life is that you can't control how other people perceive you. You can only control how you perceive yourself. You can only control your thoughts, your words, your actions, and the world around you is going to respond accordingly based on their internal representations of themselves and the world. So like I was saying, growing up, kind of having that hyper awareness of my difference from other people it turned into not just overthinking. I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder when I was 12. And I just remember always just feeling so disembodied. I was always in my head, always overthinking and anxious, worrying about the way that I walked and the way that I talked. And if I laughed too loud or if I was weird or what other people were thinking about me or the way that my body looked when I was sitting in a chair it got to a point where I was even afraid to breathe too loudly if I was sitting in class. Like, I was always just on edge. I could not calm down. I could not stop thinking about what other people were thinking about me. And, you know, eventually I got diagnosed with anxiety, got on medication, started seeing a therapist. But despite, you know, working through a lot of that hypervigilance and hyperawareness and severe anxiety that I experienced, I have never fully been able to stop overthinking and overanalyzing. It's just become a part of my nature now to want to pick apart the possible outcomes and try to predict what might happen if I do X, Y, Z. Because like most of us, I'm sure, I like to be in control. I like to know what's going to happen and I like to be prepared and especially being an entrepreneur, after learning about marketing and sales and strategies, it's so easy to want to plug and play these strategies and expect a certain outcome. But really, like, it doesn't work that way. Life doesn't work that way. Business doesn't work that way. And in the process of trying to do everything, quote unquote, right and predict the future and predict outcomes, I overthink myself into an action. And I see a lot of people doing this. A lot of my clients do this. They'll try and figure out, okay, what's the right step? What's the right thing for me to do? What's going to get me from here to here the fastest? I don't want to mess up or make a mistake or fail. So I want to do it right the first time. This is something that's always been a habit of mine. Going back to when I was younger and being in school, even in college, I don't like to edit. If I submit an essay, I expect an A the first time. And usually I get an A the first time, which is just reinforcing this, you know, perfectionism and overthinking when I'm going into things because I just have this idea, like if I do it right the first time, then I won't have to go back and edit later, later on. If I do it right the first time, then, you know, I'm going to get the result that I want. But one thing that I'm learning and that I've had to learn is that there are no right steps. There's no right choices. There's no one thing that's going to, you know, get you exactly to where you want to be. There's always going to be room to improve. And I think that this is something that a lot of people need to learn. Like 
we're so afraid of making the wrong choice or taking the wrong step that we overthink ourselves into an action and then we end up doing nothing or we end up trying to do everything and burning ourselves out in the process. So recently I've really been working on trying not to overthink, trying to just take messy action, let it be imperfect and just get shit done because I'm so tired of being in the same place as I was yesterday or last week or last year. I've realized that if I really want to move forward, if I want to gain momentum and get results and move forward, I have to just take action and go back and refine later on. Refinement is a, is a huge part of being an entrepreneur and of being successful in general because, you know, like I said, you're not going to be able to get things perfect the first time around. And that's okay. Like we have to be willing to take messy action and then go back and edit later on, make it better later on. But if you don't just start, if you don't at least get started and get somewhere, you're always going to be stuck in the same spot. So that's something that I've really been working on recently is just kind of embracing the imperfection, recognizing that there are no right choices. There are only choices. And then we get an outcome and then we deal with that outcome and make another choice or a better choice the next time around and just taking messy imperfect action because imperfect action is always going to be better than inaction another big thing that i've been learning and you know trying to work on recently is trusting my intuition you know going back to the anxiety and growing up overthinking over analyzing and being very anxious it was always very hard for me to trust myself i always thought that the answers that i was looking for were outside of me that somebody else had them the internet has them a coach or mentor has them, a teacher has them, my parents have them, friends have them. I always was looking for the answers outside of myself. And I know a lot of other people do this too. We like to look towards experts or people who we think know better than us to give us the answers so that we don't have to make the quote unquote wrong choice. But one of the biggest things that I've been learning is that no one will have a better answer for you than you. Because nobody knows you as well as you know yourself. And also what works for someone else won't necessarily work for you. We're all different people. We're all going through different things. We have different styles of learning and achieving and ways of being. And I think that an important part of life, especially, but also if you're an entrepreneur, is learning to trust your intuition, learning what works for you, what strategies and tools and techniques will actually get you to where you want to be versus the ones that are just, you know, being handed to you by someone else and you're just trying to plug and play because those won't always be what are effective for you and your success or goals or business. And if you can't learn to trust yourself, you're always going to be outsourcing your power and outsourcing your knowledge and wisdom to someone else rather than going within and trying to figure out, you know, what do you actually know? What are your skills and talents and abilities? What are your strengths? And how can you best make decisions to support you and the life and goals that you are trying to create? And a lot of times when we're looking outside of ourselves for the answers, we already kind of know what we want to do. You know, when you get that feeling, whether it's in your chest or your stomach or wherever you feel intuition in your body, a lot of times we get that feeling and that intuitive nudge and then we ignore it to go and try and find someone else to either validate that feeling that we have or tell us what they're feeling so that we don't have to make the decision that we know is best for us because we're afraid that if we choose 
the, to go with the feeling that we know we want to, or to go with the choice that we know we want to, and it turns out wrong, we'll have to take responsibility for making that choice or taking that action. But like I said, doing that is just giving your power away to someone else. And so one of the best things that you can do for yourself and for your life and business is to learn to trust your own intuition, learn to listen to that intuitive nudge that you get and follow it. Like I said earlier, there's no wrong choices. There's no wrong steps or wrong paths. It's just following what feels right for you in that moment and then dealing with whatever outcome you get later on. You'll always have an opportunity to choose again and to choose to do better. And the last thing I've really been practicing to help me with working through the overthinking and the overanalyzing is surrender. Surrender is one of the hardest things for me to do because like I said earlier, I like control. I like to, I like to make shit happen my way. But no matter how much I might try to push and force and make things happen, I ultimately cannot control the outcome of something. I can only control the initial effort that I put in, the actions that I take, and then the outcomes are always out of my hands. So surrender has been a really big theme for me recently, especially with growing my business, because sometimes it can feel like I'm doing a lot of these actions and I'm expecting certain results in a certain time frame but I kind of have to take my hands off of the wheel and let what happens happens. Like you can only do so much and then the universe has to meet you the other half of the way because everything in life is a co-creation. Even in your business, you're co-creating with the universe. So you have to do your part, but then you also have to be willing to take a step back and let things unfold how they may and trust that the universe does have your back and that when you're taking these actions and you're doing the work and you're showing up for yourself and you're showing up for others, the results that you're looking for are coming. It might not be right now. It might not be today or tomorrow or next week, but they are coming. And lastly, I just wanted to touch on three things that really help me whenever I'm you know, overthinking or overanalyzing. I need to just get out of my head and jump right into taking action. So the first thing that really helps me is movement. If I'm overthinking and I'm just sitting here, like I'm sitting at my computer and I'm, you know, typing away or I'm just staring at the screen and nothing's coming or no ideas are coming, getting up and actually going to move, like going to work out, going on a walk, dancing, whatever it is, that always helps me to kind of get out of my head and get back into my body. And then whenever I come back from doing one of those activities, like it makes it so much easier to stop overthinking and just do something. The second thing I like to do is brain dump. A lot of times we'll like to try and keep everything all in our heads without getting it out into the world somewhere. So grabbing your journal and just brain dumping or venting to a friend, venting to your notes app, talking it out, that always really helps me because getting the energy out of my body and into the world in some way, shape or form, it allows me to kind of take it, take it out of my mind and put it somewhere else where I can take a step back, look at it objectively, and then make a better, more informed decision after I've had some time to process and think about it, but not overthink about it. (laughs) And lastly, I love this one. This is Mel Robbins' five-second rule. I've talked about this before on the podcast, but anytime I find myself overthinking and I'm not sure what to do, or I'm stuck in an action or analysis paralysis, I'll use this tool and I'll just count back five, four, three, two, one, and then go. Like, just do it. And the way that this works is you have to decide before you start counting that you're going to do the thing or take the action or 
whatever you're trying to get unstuck from, you have to decide before you start counting that you're going to do it once you hit one. If you hesitate or you tell yourself that you're not going to do it, it's not going to work. So yeah, that's all I really have for you this week. Like I said, this episode is short and sweet. I just wanted to kind of touch on this topic of overthinking because it's something that I've struggled with for a really long time. And it's something that I see a lot of other people struggling with, not only, you know, in my business when I'm working with my clients, but just on social media and when I'm talking to friends and family members. And so I hope that you took something away from this episode, that some of these tips helped you and that now you'll be able to go and take more messy action, stop overthinking and get out of your head. So that's all I have for you guys today. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to leave us a rating and review. Subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, share it on your story on Instagram, and please tag me. These engagements with the podcast help it grow so much, and I appreciate every single person who takes a little bit of time to leave us one. And if you have any feedback for me, any requests for specific guests or specific topics that you might like covered, please feel free to DM me on Instagram or send me a quick email. I'd love to hear your thoughts and to hear from you. That being said, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and I'll see you in the next episode.